There's a family in our driveway. It's probably the neighbors. But y'all scared of a family? Hi, can I help you? Zora, put your shoes on. If you want to get crazy, we can get crazy. a special mini episode of the drip that we're gonna call the driplet i think this is just our second driplet so you know cool uh (laughs) each regular episode of the drip features a free-flowing conversation about one book that leads us to a broader conversation about race culture and politics all the things that keep us gabbing when we're hanging out i'm anita chikator and i teach in the educational studies department at carlton college i'm adriana estel and i teach in uh, english and american studies at carlton college I'm Crystal Motz, and I teach African-American history at McAllister College. I'm Todd Lawrence. I teach African-American literature and culture, folklore, and cultural studies in the English department at the University of St. <laughs> Thomas. I'm going to do that different every single episode. <laughs> hey, at least you're, like, getting it all in there. Yeah, I'm right. saying, and I'm saying this as if, like, we haven't done 20 episodes. <laughs> I just got an idea today. I'm going to do something strange and clever. Speaking of ideas, uh, we're doing this special Driplet mini episode because we, well, at least some of we, wanted to <laughs> talk us? about us. <laughs> some of we, some of us, wanted to talk about Jordan Peele's new movie, Us. And I feel like in the conversation we had right before starting this recording, I think we're also going to talk about his other movie, Get Out. So if you haven't seen either one of those, we're going to spoil it. So go see them. Too bad. Too go bad. see them. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Right, right. All right. Yes. Why are we talking about these movies? <laughs> because they're popular. That's right. That's right. If stuff is popular, that means it's important. And, well, okay. So as a, as a cultural studies person, uh, I want to sort of recognize the power of popular culture That's and fair. the way that these things sort of resonate in culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in our program at, uh, at St. Thomas, the American Culture and Difference Program, like our sort of tagline is take culture seriously. And so a lot of people are going to see these movies. Um, I think they're sort of being held up as sort of important comments on race and uh, in terms of Get Out. Mm-hmm. And uh, us, I think, is people are talking about it as a as a, a criticism, a, a, a movie about class and capitalism. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are both horror movies, so you know Jordan Peele is becoming sort of like the you know like the black master of horror, which I don't think we've had before. 
and he's being able to make movies um, and get them financed and mm-hmm. have a lot of control over them and all this sort of stuff, which is kind of unusual. I mean, if you think about it, we still, even though, you know, we've had black filmmakers win awards um, recently, still Few. don't have like a, mm-hmm. what I would call like a huge number of black filmmakers who are making mm-hmm. films easily and, mm-hmm. you know, what, and being mm-hmm. able to get financing, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think it's important to talk about these films from that point of view. Um, and I insisted, I was one of the <laughs> us's that insisted <laughs> on this driplet because uh, I want to like work out in public the things <laughs> that I've been working out in my mind in yeah. private for and since Get Out, since I signed Get Out. So yeah, um, I I really want to add like an emphasis on that film and television matter mm-hmm. as uh, narratives that shape the way we understand ourselves today, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So like. Um, I'm not sure you can point where you would have to go to to point to a time when they, they didn't matter, right? Like maybe the 19th century when the novel was a primary kind of uh, aesthetic discourse that circulated mm-hmm. and created kind of forms of knowing. Uh, but now, like certainly television and film do the like the bulk of that work. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about it then, we want to kind of recognize that it's a culture industry, right? Shaped not just by Jordan Peele, but in fact by a number of different forces. And so that's always like... A, should be at the back of our mind, right? Mm-hmm. That there are economic imperatives, mm-hmm. um, corporations that like are deciding to fund Jordan Peele and not other people. Mm-hmm. They know they, especially after Get Out, they're like it. It'll make money, it'll make money. Yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, right. But like you know, recognizing that um, doesn't mean we can't appreciate and try to unpack some of the things that yeah. that he does try to do, mm-hmm. um, or that we think he tries to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe maybe do we all want to just share kind of our immediate yeah perceptions about the film like right after we saw it um because I think for me in in watching us I went into it with expectations that I think were born from having watched Get Out Mm -hmm. and so I thought okay this is going to be another kind of race-centered horror film not quite really sure about what the plot was because I did see the trailers Mm -hmm. um and in the trailers you see Lupita Nyong'o um and Winston Duke and their family, um, but you don't you can't you don't quite I didn't quite understand mm-hmm. what the mm-hmm. movie was going to be about except for it did look scary, yeah, it did. Um, mm-hmm. but not really sure what it was about. And then as I was sitting in the uh, in the theater, the the biggest question that I was asking, okay, is what role is race playing in this story, um, and and does this family meaning um, I'm forgetting their characters' names. Uh, Adelaide, Adelaide and, and um, the husband's name is Gabe. Adelaide and Gabe, yeah. and does this family have to be black to be right. playing these characters? Mm-hmm. Um, what does it mean that they're black? Does it matter? Mm-hmm. Um, why? And so that's what I found mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. thinking, and I think I was thinking that so much that actually I watched the film, and I think I probably missed a lot of stuff. Because I was just like reflecting on like why do these characters need to be black, but I was thinking about race in the, in you know why these characters for this film, but then also thinking about Jordan Peele's decision that he's only going to cast black like black folks. people in major in you know in the mm-hmm. major roles, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so thinking about his choice as a screenwriter and a director. Um, because why why can't these people be black? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the that's mm-hmm. the that's the, and that wouldn't be the yeah. normal way that that exactly. you know, Hollywood would do yep. this, right? Because right. 
I mean, right. they would normally black people wouldn't either wouldn't right. be present, right? Um, or, or they'd get killed. They'd off get really killed quickly. really. Or right. like the blackness is the point. Or of the, the blackness movie. is right. the sort of monster exactly. thing, right? Exactly. It's replaced by a monster. I mean, yes. You, you, mm-hmm. There's you know there's the great classic book Framing Blackness by Ed Guerrero, in which he basically posits that all horror movies come from Birth of a Nation. Mm. Um, that the mm. final scene where, well, not just that scene, but the final scene where the Ku Klux Klan is sort of like racing to save these this besieged white family mm-hmm. from a, mm-hmm. that are, are trapped inside of a, of a cabin from this uh, onslaught of uh, black soldiers. Mm-hmm. And that basically oh, wow. all, all horror movies come from that and yeah. the conventions of horror come from that. Because right. that's like the scene in Night of the Living Dead, right? Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Right, and, yeah. and um, so, yeah, so mm-hmm. the, the sort of position of blackness in, right. in horror is as the, the, mm-hmm. the source of the horror, right. as the object, or as um, sort of like an yeah. insignificant kind of hang around who can easily, yeah. like so chaff, yeah. like, right, 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 right. Like, yeah. like surplus bodies yeah. that can be, mm-hmm. um, you know, gotten rid of or whatever. So, I mean, I think from that point of view, I mean, any decision about mm. um, casting or how you sort of construct a world that includes blackness as either a significant part mm-hmm. or as a sort of normal part, mm-hmm. right? And, which is, I think, what you're what's yeah. happening in us, right? Yeah. Is that the family who's at the center of the movie just happens to be a black family, right? Just happens to be a family that's sort of like, in some ways, aspirational, sort of mm-hmm. dealing with mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. their uh, middle class existence, right. but is aspiring to something more, and mm-hmm. is kind of like mm-hmm. jealous of this uh, this white family, family. <laughs> that right. has more money. Mm-hmm. Um, but but y- you could make this movie with a white family as the main family, and, and it would have changed mm-hmm. things. But you could still do the movie. But I wonder if it does change it though, right? Because I was thinking about the fact that the other family is white. Mm-hmm. Right, and sort of this idea that they actually don't survive, mm-hmm. right? Because right. they aren't as, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what, right? Like, they're persistent, persistent or, yeah. or they're, like, are caught by surprise because they're not expecting maybe some sort of a... I don't know exactly. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there is something there about I think it's the as fact much that it's that the black family that survives. That's a good point. I mean, I think it's also as much about the fact that they're wealthier and that their existence... The white family. Yeah, the white family mm-hmm. is wealthier and that their wealthy existence allows them to be sort of more blind to everything mm-hmm. that's okay. going on mm-hmm. around them. Mm-hmm. I like, mean, yes, but it's also about this... I mean, they get approached differently, right? They totally get ambushed. Mm. Whereas the whole, like, thing about Adelaide and Gabe, right, they are in their Santa Cruz home, mm. you know, vacation home, mm. and they get the, the family, <laughs> like, like at, the at the end of the driveway. driveway. Yeah. And, and they get more of this kind of... I mean, we could see it as um, telling us too much. Mm -hmm. right these moments when Mm -hmm. red exposits Mm -hmm. right um but i think that's also because at that stage red really needs to explain to adelaide why this is Mm -hmm. happening because it's not just about you know some underclass rising up Mm -hmm. even though that's part of the story right Mm -hmm. it's red's like leading this revolution kind of thing though Um, that is not actually red wait stop don't go there yet (laughs) well Well, (laughs) i was talking about my thing woman But I feel like that is yeah. interesting, right? Because yeah. mm-hmm. I think, like, what is that? Like, I feel like that's what I'm getting at, right? Because, because Red, it's a vendetta with Adelaide about what Adelaide did, mm-hmm. right, to her. Yeah. Leaving her behind Dying. in the underworld. Right. And this, you know, like, so it is about, it, it, asks, it makes us ask a hard question when we follow that thread about um, how much of kind of revolution is about, um, 
it, it can be the organic intellectual, right? Mm. Do you need the kind of outside person who has glimpses of mm. what life can be? Mm. And like, how does that kind of shift that person's engagement with right. the goals of revolution, mm -hmm. which here are then not just to take over, but in some ways to kind of really like have this coming to terms moment with Adelaide and her family. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I didn't understand the ending in that sort of, so what does it mean that it was actually the underground person who's like now the normal family? After after Red is killed, you mean? Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I they can't they can't they can't both exist, right? Like, right. Okay. I mean, it's sort of like you. So I'm like I don't there, know. I feel like I love the kind movie. Of, like there's what? a kind of equilibrium in the world of the movie that will work as long as everybody up up here doesn't know about everyone down there and they sort of they share the same soul right like they're yeah. two bodies the same soul and um, as long as as long as I don't know that there's another me it's sort of like you know like the, the physics right like I can't okay. occupy the same space as the me that exists infinitely in all these parallel sure. universes mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. um, if we if we touch each other we're just gonna blow up right like they, you know what I'm talking about right right and so no, no, yeah, perhaps. perhaps so yeah. so they have they have to eliminate each other right like the the when the tethered come up right. from under right they have to kill yeah. everyone up yeah, here. Yeah. And for um, for Adelaide and Gabe to survive in their family, they have to kill their tethered, right, in order to survive. But, but it is interesting, right, that the other tethered they come up and they kill their right, right. right. And so what you're they saying do like, then, why do they why do they get a chance to survive? Well, 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 I mean, no, I actually feel like that's clear because okay. Red needs to explain, right? Right, okay. she needs to have this engagement with Adelaide. Okay. What I'm getting at is when the tethered come up and they kill, like really immediately ambush their like you know their counterparts. What they do then is this weird hands across America thing. <laughs> right, right, right. right. It's, it's not like they're stepping into the lives, lives of, right. of these people. Yeah. Right. The the whole kind of like, to the degree that it's a class revolution, the goal was not to, <laughs> to like, take over. To take over. But it I feel like that's why it's so confusing. The red is not actually red, right? So red is, well... Or, yeah, but right, because it's like she. You seem confused in ways that we are not confused. <laughs> no, because it's like so she's like infiltrated the the what are we calling the people above? The non-tethered. The non yeah. yeah, except okay. Does that's she, what I don't understand. Here's the here's the big question that I think we have too. At the beginning of the movie, mm -hmm. does she really remember? Right. Does she remember that she was underground? Yes. Right. And I think there's enough there that I think she doesn't. So she's like so assimilated. So assimilated. Okay. She's kind of like pushed that trauma down. And over the course of the movie, as read... She, she even tells that story to Gabe, right? About like what happened in mm -hmm. there and that exactly. this girl is coming to get me and blah, blah, blah. So that could be the story of... of Adelaide who doesn't remember what actually okay, happened, exactly. or it could be devious. the story of a devious yeah. right. Adelaide who is just trying yeah. to. I, and you know, yeah, and I think that's. Oh, like we can't the, never yeah. ever know. Really. Yeah, I don't. But I mean, I think there are clues that she, if she doesn't, she may not remember at the beginning of the film, but by the end. By the end, she, she totally. Yes, yeah, absolutely. She, it, she absolutely. the memory. And she drives off with that right. That's right. what that was like. Yeah. Yeah. And but she then, looks and her the sun knows. The sun knows. But then, but also when when. How, okay, when Adelaide goes to find Red in the underground, yeah. she knows exactly where she's going. And when you're watching oh, the film, you, you realize, oh, wait a minute. Well, so we I know that she... That. We, Me neither. 
Oh, so when you, so she's going back to like yeah, the, yeah, back, yeah, the board yeah. the boardwalk to mm-hmm. the house of mirrors, mm-hmm. and you kind of get the sense that okay, she knows where she, because she's seen that on the boardwalk, like yeah. she knows where the house right. of mirrors is. But no, you're but when right. she gets to the house of mirrors, uh-huh. she goes to the spot where she finds that weird door. She finds that weird door. Mm-hmm. She knows yeah. there's gonna be like an escalator. She you're knows so there's gonna right. be a door that's gonna open on the right. whatever side it's gonna open. She knows. She knows where she's going. You're so right. 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 You know? No, by that time, mm-hmm. she's fully, like, she's yeah, remembering she, everything. Yeah. 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 I feel so, like that confused the politics for me in some ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it was, like, a clever ending, but I feel like it sort of, I didn't quite know how to, like, fit that into, like, this notion of, like, revolution and, yeah. like, what that meant. Well, I find, yeah, I mean, like, I think with Jordan Peele's movies, like, often, all right, this one especially. <laughs> There's only two, but yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Within his over. <laughs> I love that word. Say it again. Yeah. Over. You guys know I'm going to France in May, right? I know. I'm practicing my, my Francais. Parlez-vous Francais? Pronunciation. <laughs> but anyway. You're on the roll today. <laughs> um, I'm thinking, like, Maybe, so one of the things, like, okay, so I'm going to just uh, admit that when I saw, uh, when I I went to see this movie on, like, Thursday or something, because we were going to talk about it. <laughs> That's two days ago. Yeah, <laughs> and when I was down, I was recently down, over spring break, we, I, we, I went down to Mississippi and Tennessee with a group of students, and mm-hmm. um, one night, we're, you know, we're in the hotel, we just came back from, it's a civil rights trip, and so we just came back from the museum or something like that, and they were all like, okay, we're going to see us, and I was like, mm, oh. all right, we'll have a good time, and uh, it was late, and I didn't want to go mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. them, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I hope none of your yeah, students is, are listening. But, you know. They probably are, yeah. but they Hi, students. Yeah. <laughs> we all need our private time. Yeah. Adults yes. got yes. adults. Yeah. Yeah. Adults be adults. Let adult. them go off. <laughs> I think we were going to get a drink at the Peabody Hotel. Anyway, so, yeah, yeah. anyway, so um, they wanted, when they came back, I saw them the next day morning, and they really wanted to talk about it. I was like, mm-hmm. don't oh. t- talk to me about it. Yeah. And uh, but So when I went to see it, I had certain expectations about it, and but when I when it was over, mm-hmm. I was sitting there in the theater and I was like, mm. you know, like I was a bit underwhelmed. Number one, it's not that scary. Mm-mm. I don't think it's gory, but not scary. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, I number some of the home invasion parts were a little scary. Well, I mean, so. He's obviously like he's referencing a lot of home invasion yeah. movies, mm-hmm. you know. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to see a, a scary home invasion movie, see no. funny, see, see funny games, see, see Michael Haneke's funny games. Like, that's super effing scary. And there are lots of like, okay, so anyway, sorry, he's I, doing I, things. All right, it's cool, it's cool. Yeah. But anyway, um, th- but th- one of the other reasons was what you just mentioned is like, I'm maybe I'm going in there trying to read the film as a sort of political allegory, or yeah. Something. I'm trying to put something on the film that the film maybe is playing with or and maybe isn't at the top of its mm-hmm. um, sort of list of priorities. Or maybe I'm just not getting it. Maybe I'm just not <laughs> reading it right. And I, you know, what I've started to understand about um, Get Out and Us is that like people are fascinated in, in watching these movies as puzzles that you basically try to put together. Like you mm-hmm. try to figure them out. Right. Like, have you guys seen. Um, I think it's called Room 237, mm-hmm. which is about, it's a documentary about people who are obsessed with The Shining. 
and who oh. tell who continue to like in, talk about these sort of like um, conspiracy theories and they have tons huh. and tons and tons of theories about the movie. Okay. And they have broken it down into you know like the smallest little pieces and. I mean, it's, it's a, I definitely recommend it. It's a fascinating documentary. You might watch it and think, this is a documentary about crazy people. Or you might watch it and, and think, like I did, like, this is a documentary about, like, legend and belief mm. and the importance that people put upon trying to understand things that they become mm. obsessed with yeah. and then the stories that they tell about that. Mm. And, I mean, I think we're seeing, like, a similar um, phenomenon happen around Jordan Peele's movies because... When I did come home and went online and started reading <laughs> mm-hmm. about about it, like there was all this stuff. Like, yep. so there's a whole bunch of people who think that Jason the Sun mm-hmm. was actually switched too, right? Like they, oh. yeah, they like in that moment when he disappears, right? Yeah, okay. right. And then, but I'm like, but the but oh, other dude has yeah. a burn on his face. Right. And they're like, well, yeah. maybe the burn is fake. And they have like all these theories. <laughs> Conspiracy yeah. theories about Maybe the movie. it happened before the movie even started. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. And in film theory, like you can't have, you can't no. talk about stuff that happened before right. the film right. started. Right. Right. So, um, go go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, I think you're right though that Jordan Peele sets up these movies as really dense texts. Mm-hmm. Without caring that you you know that they have a kind of super coherent ideology, right. yeah. um, yeah. uh, so you're reminding me that like the the movie starts out with the um, line about tunnels um, that yeah. are unused yeah, yeah, right, under yeah, most yeah. of America, right? right? Yeah, right. So we get this idea of this tunnel mm-hmm. system. We don't mm-hmm. get a lot about it. Right. But when I started watching us, and now I can't remember exactly what the lines are at the beginning, mm-hmm. but the first thing I thought of was Underground Railroad. Yes, and in fact, um, Colson um, Whitehead. Whitehead's novel, right? I mean, does the movie like... D- do anything for you in terms of that? Well, I'm I'm still talking about it. Um, so so I, you know I thought about like it was setting up tunnels as a structural but then also a kind of politically tinged possibility. Yeah. Wait, right. just setting up, and then it also gives us white rabbits, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. white rabbits I uh, you know, I mean both fertility. Dear Anita. Oh, I thought you were going to reference Jefferson Airplane, maybe. Or... I was not, <laughs> but we could we could we could go to drugs, um, oh. but of course. Yeah. Uh, Lewis Carroll, right? And okay. the White Rabbit oh, and yeah. mysteries and kind of like following the White Rabbit or whiteness, mm-hmm. right? So like mm. both of them, so both so of these things They're eating those rabbits starts... down there though, right? Isn't that what she said? I did not catch that. So when Red is, when Red is talking to Adelaide, <laughs> yeah, she says yeah. something like, up, up there, you were eating whatever, down there we were eating rabbits, rabbits. raw and bloody yep. or something like that. Anyway, oh yeah. Just, yeah, no, okay. you're right. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's like Watership Down. Oh. And this is what I mean. Like the tunnels, the rabbits. Yes. Yes. They're both like setting up these like yeah. messy, messy yeah. images yeah. Right. that have meaning, right? And kind of get solidified, but also get undone right. yeah, in the film. Well, do you get. I mean, so I think, you know, working out for what you guys are saying, I mean, I think that the effort or the idea or the attempt to try to put everything in its place in, in the um, effort to interpret. A Jordan Peele movie is like you're not going to be able to do right. it. Exactly, and I think that yeah. part of his sort of pleasure out of making the yes. movie is to sort of push you in that direction, but always right. know that you'll be denied <laughs> right. the last piece. Right? And, and and I think exactly. I, I think yeah, and yeah. I think I um, even heard or read something where it's his goal to make you go see his films more than once. Mm-hmm. In that in that kind of, of speaking about the what, economic impact, that exactly. Woo! So definitely yeah. the economic impact, but then also because you are 
constantly trying to put together these pieces so you need to keep seeing it Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so like Um, I feel like I'm I think this was son of Baldwin who talked about this and Mm -hmm. I totally appreciated this part of it too like he he sort of had this uh, not critique but like sort of analysis of the movie in terms of gender Mm -hmm. right and the Mm -hmm. fact that the man of the house literally is like Hobbled, right? Right, and so it's like Lupita Nyong'o's like character who has to like right. sort of fight for her family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also noticed have like this, you know, like smaller thing with like the daughter, where it's like a couple of times, right, where she like refuses to like take care of the little brother, right. which I like yeah. really appreciated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get that she's like the older one, and there's like responsibilities right. there, but I feel like the fact that she's basically like, you know, screw that, yeah. like I'm not going to take care the of like the little of the brother. Sibling relationship. Yeah, it was real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I also feel like mm-hmm. she was sort of like saying no, thank you, right? Because I think girls often are asked to right. do this like caretaking sort of, mm-hmm. sort of you know, mm-hmm. duties. Was like what's the word? Yeah. Duties like in terms of taking care of like the men in the family. She was just right. like nope. Yeah. <laughs> and so I feel like that is like I really appreciated mm-hmm. that, and I just love Lupita Nyong'o. So I'll see her in anything, was, even in movies that make sense. She was no amazing, sense. right? I mean, yeah. I think she was amazing in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in both characters. Yeah, you know? yeah, um, yeah. Can we talk? Gonna, I was yeah. going to say, can we talk a little bit more about the horror? genre yes right and to think a little bit more about you know because uh todd you're gesturing at the fact that for you as a horror movie it didn't reach what your expectations are for the genre and i guess this gets to me to like what crystal is saying about like there's something that um that jordan peele is really doing with horror movies and kind of refusing a particular kind Mm -hmm. of terror and asking us to like consider another kind of fear Mm -hmm. um because for me the ending with the hand stretched across america is actually a really um Creepy. creepy and daunting sort of image and it it, it 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 is about like when you start like kind of thinking about like without like figuring it all out because I am not there but thinking about like this image from 1986 mm-hmm. right which is presumably right about curing hunger right mm-hmm. about was, collective yeah. energy to mm-hmm. combat some social ill mm-hmm. um, it's both parodying that and kind of like and then uh, demonstrating its emptiness. Mm-hmm. Like, what does Hands Across America really accomplish? Were, was mm-hmm. anyone at this table alive and participate in Hands Across America? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was alive, but I didn't. Was alive. I was alive and I was, did not participate. I, I, was I didn't four participate years either, I wanted to. <laughs> oh. Like, I was like, where do we go <laughs> to, to, to participate? But I was, like, in some small last time. I, I mean, like, you think about the, the logistics oh. of Hands Across America. Like, you had to go to where a line was of people. Exactly. Going and literally were people just standing and holding hands and I that was so. your heart. Wait, oh wait, this is this, this was serious. Yeah. This is real. Oh, wow. yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah, that's a real thing. I read that it ran out of money though. So like um What do you need money for? Logistics, I guess. Many participants donated $10 to reserve their place in line. It happened oh. on May 25th, 1986. And um I was wait, three. let me see. <laughs> <laughs> you were too young to be like this yeah. is wow. Right. <laughs> I think I was still in India, so that's my excuse as always. Yeah, because yeah, it Wait, wasn't so hands what, across the world. So right. like, Everybody was supposed to get together, hold hands, and that would cure hunger? Yeah. Well, because it, it was a donation, right? Yeah. So if you donate okay. to save your place, these donations go towards organizations. Okay. $10 times 250 million people could have. That, that, okay. that, that is, yeah. This that is also the era maybe. of, um, yeah. wait, what's that song everybody's singing? We, we are, are the, the world. world. <laughs> we, we are, are the children. children. <laughs> we are we the ones that make, make a better day. So let's start giving. Let's start giving. There's a choice we're making. We're saving all our lives. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Excellent. So what I'm saying is like, <laughs> when I get back to the movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> that like it really puts in like the horror, like it, it really is us, right? It's this yeah. kind of like. Well, that, those are those are oh. all just sort of like these kind of. Um, Mm-hmm. Empty or sort of superficial yeah, yes. attempts to yes. like try to like solve a problem. There's like that throwaway line when somebody's like, "Who is uh, like, who are you?" And she says, "Like Americans." Yeah, but they like, yeah. we don't like do right. anything with that. That's true. Well, I think the movie, yeah. right? So. Yeah, I mean, I think okay. So several points just off of what you're saying. Like, I definitely want to sort of emphasize again that, uh, or 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 jump on your idea that. That it, 1986 is a moment in which people are sort of like, oh, crap, there's poor people. And people <laughs> are starving by in Africa. Because of his policies. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you have We Are the World, you have Live Age, you have farming. Sure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All, America. Of America. Yeah. All that stuff yeah. happens in basically the neo, five the years. The neoliberalism right? in a, this compressed moment, kind of yeah. like being born. Right, blooming. right. Yeah. So what you're suggesting yeah. is that the movie is sort of, is, is sort of critiquing the emptiness of those gestures by sort of transforming. I think it's one thing that it does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's a that's a point I was making, too, yeah. before, but didn't know what I was saying, which is that there, you can't say, the movie's doing this, right. because there is no one thing that the movie's the doing. Movie. Right. And right. that, right. in a lot of ways, maybe for, you know, people like us who want to watch a movie and basically, like, if I want to make a profound <laughs> statement about it, I want to say, well, obviously that movie is doing X, Y, and Z. Right, right. And you can't really do that right. with, with this yeah. movie in particular, so yeah. maybe that's part of what, um, what, what I resist it for. Um, I think the other thing, oh man, I think I forgot the other thing that you made me <laughs> I was talking about, about the definition of horror. horror. Oh yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. So, um, I, I am not, um, saying that it doesn't do what I wanted it to do as a horror movie, um, uh, because of the way that you might think, like, I'm not saying it should have been more gory Scary, and there yeah, should have yeah. been more heads cut off or something like that. Like, <laughs> I actually can't even watch that kind of a horror movie. No. Um, you know, mm-hmm. my partner, Lucia loves those kind of horror like she loves gore and all that and i can't watch it Mm -hmm. um and so i was really glad it didn't have that i like the kind of horror which is um sort of like about the thing that is hidden that you are trying Mm -hmm. to escape and Mm. that is coming like the uncanny and like all that sort of stuff like those and it is a sort of like critical theory definition of horror or something like Mm -hmm. that um so i like that a lot but i always feel like you know, when I watched Get Out, the thing to me was like, oh, whiteness is scary itself. I don't need to, like, have mm-hmm. have the, right. the, the, extra. the the conventional <laughs> yeah, yeah, horror yeah. element of it. Right. Like, just going to white people's house in White Town is like a horror movie to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Like that first right. part of what happens yeah. when he gets there is like, enough. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, so that's a, just stop yeah. the movie there. Yeah. Greatest yeah. horror movie I ever saw. <laughs> I just want to, like, kind of underline, right. uh, underline this point because I think it's really yeah. useful to think about, right? So, you know, horror usually has this kind of uncanny, there's a monster figure, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, in some kind of, like, Mm-hmm. concretized eventually by the end of the mm-hmm. film form, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Get Out has that monster, right? Mm-hmm. It's whiteness, mm-hmm. it's white privilege even, mm-hmm. you could go that far. Mm-hmm. What's the monster in us? us? It's us. But what does that, like how do we, how do we understand that? I don't know. <laughs> like sure. whatever. I'm like I still don't quite, you know, whatever. But also, I mean, it's the, at the, at the, no, this is good. Yeah. I'm not stopping. I think this the, is monster, not a the monster is that hidden part of ourselves that, yeah. you know, that we are, that is suppressed because of our kind of, I think, maybe capitalist, consumerist desires. I don't know, but it's it's, yeah. it's the part that that's the, the horror of, of, of who we are. 
that doesn't get to surface or that is underneath the surface. Okay. Literally. Um, yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like, wouldn't yeah. we, would we all agree that, you know, that we could talk about it on the level of just like capitalism mm-hmm. as an economic system requires exploitation of right. someone. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, or that. Mind blown. Well, I was just going to say, why why does it happen at the Santa Cruz boardwalk, right? Why is that the bookends? And I don't know if I've seen anybody really talk about that Hmm. online. I read something and I can't remember what it was. There was a you said something about capitalism that made me think, oh my god, like how can we think this through? Like the way of you know, and the whole way they walk through the boardwalk is about like paying money. Mm-hmm. For nonsense, right. right? The mother resisting, right? In that yeah, very yeah, first yeah. scene, like, why are you doing this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the dad, like, proving something, mm-hmm. right? I feel like, yeah, no, that's all good. I just feel like Jordan feels something of being like, I didn't mean any of that. I just think it's cinematically a really cool thing to have a boardwalk. <laughs> like, right? He would never say that. No, he I know. Never say that. I'm just, I'm just, man, like... you don't love Jordan Peele like I do. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> but even this Todd, so it's not just me. No, the only thing I, I remember now, the only thing I read about the Santa Cruz boardwalk is like that's the same. Santa Cruz is the town that the Lost Boys the movie takes place in, I think. Mm-hmm. And like there, I read some it's article that. It's a super that, white town, people. Right. I read, oh, I read, California. I read something about like all the allusions, all the cinematic allusions in right. the film, and that was one of them is to the Lost okay. Boys and the Goonies. What about the one with. Um, like when he becomes little or when he becomes Tom big. Hanks. Big, yep, big. yep. Yeah, thank yep. you. <laughs> yep. There's like, yeah, that's on the boardwalk. That's on the boardwalk, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, there's like a, like you can find lots of articles mm. that, are, that will name like 25 movies that And it's are definitely a feature of, of horror, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that there like are the these like kind of like. liminal places right. that yeah. are between here and there, between yeah. reality and fantasy right. or like right. danger, right? Yeah. What about the, what if those things that are uh, manufactured to scare you are actually real, right? Like, mm-hmm. like what if there's some element of right. it that it's not a game, that it's actually yeah. real? And it's, uh, you know, and it is happening in a funhouse, right? right? With all the mirrors right. that are yeah. distorted. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think, you know, actually, the more that I've talked about this with you guys, mm-hmm. the more I'm sort of like off of my thing about Jordan Peele. Cause, <laughs> like, you like it more now. I like, like it more now. It. Yeah. yeah, I like it more now. Yeah. And now that I've read about it. But my thing is like, why should I, why should I go to it and have a feeling of like, mm. and then it's only after I talk about it more that I'm starting to like. Right. I want. I watched a movie called It Follows. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this mm-hmm. one. That's okay. So this is like that my. That sounds scary. It's my definition of a sort of perfect horror movie, hmm. and it. The, I if I'm getting it right, the premise of the movie is, um, that it's like murder as a sexually transmitted disease. Like you have sex with someone. And they have this disease that basically makes this like weird figure like follow you really slowly oh <laughs> until you have sex with someone else, and then it gives them the the, the mm. person. And then you get rid of the. Then disease? you get rid of it, oh, okay. and it goes to someone else. So your goal is to have sex sooner so that you don't get killed. Right. Once you realize like, oh, this is what it is, and you have to, and and basically like the dread of the movie is just this slow like <laughs> slow figure that just follows you everywhere. Oh. And so like, you look around, you're like, oh my god, and he's just they're just like walking. And like is it and... a multiple of these figures or just one figure following well, yeah, one person at a time. I can't remember if it's multiple or if oh, it's okay. just you pass the person right. off. Anyway, 
But there's not like, I mean, there's some violence in it. There's some sort of like, you know, sort of classic horror stuff. But it's mainly the dread of, of just having something follow you that you can't get rid of. Right? Like, that's right. what's the scary part about it. And I love movies like that. I love movies like that. And it's when the when the dread gets named or identified, that's mm. when I lose interest. Like, so that eh, might, yeah, yeah, that okay. might be me. Like, I was telling you guys before about The Descent which um, is one of the... I, I love that movie for right. like three quarters of it, and then it just it makes me yeah. so angry. <laughs> this group of women who come to the... Like, they're from... Uh, they're global. They come from all different continents, and they're friends, and they come, and they, they um, go into this uh, cave in Kentucky, I think, and they're exploring this cave, and then bad stuff starts to happen, and, like, they, one of them sort of disappears or whatever, and, and something's going <laughs> on, and you're like, is what is going on? And you don't know whether it's real or not. You know, right. like, they're suggested, like, it might be in their minds. Like, maybe they're mixed up or confused or, um, you know. You know women. I don't remember if, <laughs> if I can make that critique or not. Anyway, probably you can. Um, but then what the movie does is it shows you. It, it shows you, yeah. It shows you that there are actually like humanoid monsters in these caves that are uh, terrorizing these women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was so angry, so angry. Because you ruin the movie yeah. when you when you show... I mean, it's like Jaws, right? Like you barely see Jaws in the movie and that's the dread. That's the scary part. You know, and like the unexplained, the unexplained, yeah. right? Yeah. So I always feel like, mm. why does there have to be this moment? I feel like that was my problem with Get Out because there's like all this explanation, right? Well, like, yeah. okay, now we're in the basement. They're cutting right. someone's right, head right, right, open, right, right. and like how you transfer souls and bodies yeah. and stuff. Like, come on, man. <laughs> you know, to answer much, to much. this question yeah. is because we have become stupider as a nation. <laughs> So we need the explanations. Well, which is interesting because I was actually thinking about like Carmen Maria Machado's an antile- book, right? Anti-intellectual oh, oh. moment. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but I feel like the book, which yeah. is we, all of us were like, what? There were like a lot of stories when like nothing gets explained. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you right, know? Right. But, but I feel like that was such a smart book because right. of that. Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah. and it, there's something there's something pleasurable in the, the in in having the answers kept from you or withheld mm-hmm. from you. And having to sort of dwell in that sort of mm-hmm. unknowing, mm-hmm. ambiguous sort of place. I mean, that's like poetry, right? Like right. some of the, mm-hmm. the great pleasure mm-hmm. of reading poetry mm-hmm. is there is no answer. Yeah. And when you're teaching poetry and the student goes, I know an answer. It's that aliens came down and they spoke. <laughs> and you're like, uh-uh. No, where does it say that in the... Or because like the horror that we imagine as, like, or can't imagine is actually like the greatest horror. Yes, yes. And I think this movie, the premise... Absolutely, is sort of yeah. like playing on that, but then it has like to get explained. Like, I actually like the whole thing about the government made these people the tethered and You're all like, this, and much, then they were much. like, "Yeah, we just give we're we're bailing out on this," and, uh, and that's why they're down in the yeah. and that they're you know like it's kind of cool that they're actually living they're doing the exact same, same things thing. down that's there fair. that yeah. we're doing up here, but it's like slightly delayed or whatever. Um, well, but, without all the props and yeah. the right, right, yeah, right. yeah. Right. And, and was, the white rabbits, yeah. <laughs> I don't, but I don't know. I just think like, what if it was just people just who look just like yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there's there's yeah. actually a movie like that. I can't remember what it's called, but there's a movie where people who look just like you just start chasing you. You don't know why, and you never find out why. Like that's super. Scary. Yeah, like that would be a better movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Spare me the explanation. <laughs> All and right, Jordan, can I say Peele, one more listening. thing? Can I say one more thing? Final word. I know this was supposed to be a drip, but I don't. It's turning care. into a full drip. This is turning into a tirade. <laughs> Torrent, a torrent, a torrent, a torrent. Oh, yes. yes, yes. All right, this is a torrent. I need someone to really explain to me 
about um, if these movies, you know, get out, everybody is saying, that, you know, like, this is a brilliant movie mm-hmm. that is a critique of race right. in, in America. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> why, why is everybody like it so much? Because and by everybody, who do you mean, Todd? I, I mean white people. Yeah. <laughs> because if this is really a critique of whiteness and race, like, yes. shouldn't it be uncomfortable? Yes. Like, shouldn't... Because uh, that makes me wonder, like, are they getting it? Which like, I feel like your idea of, like, you. having that movie just end at, like, when he goes and, like, they're being that, like, we're self and, like, yeah. that's the movie. Yeah, I feel because like that, that would have made been people like, uncomfortable. And then white people would have been like, well, what? <laughs> Why is this a horror movie? And, and, and all the people and, of color are like, yeah. Yeah. And I think people of color who watch that movie probably had that experience in certain moments in the movie. Like, yeah. where, right. you know, how it starts off with uh-huh. the guy and the yeah. net. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that, is that is horror. Scary. That's yeah. horror. Yeah. Right. And I don't need no explanation for why that happens. Yeah. Right. I just know it happens. Exactly. Right. You know, so I think that's what I'm wondering if, if there's, you know, because obviously... Hollywood movies are Hollywood movies. There's varying de- degrees to which Hollywood movies can and be critique. subversive yeah. or mm-hmm. offer critique. But in the end, Hollywood movies about making money. Right. And they're not about making people uncomfortable. So I'm just wondering if maybe in your next movie... <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Peele. 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 If you're listening to this, because why wouldn't you be? Of course you would be. <laughs> this would be really great for you to listen to this. I'm sure you're... Very happy right now. Um, in your next movie, Rolling in the Dough, would you consider doing something that completely sort of upends and defies mm-hmm. the Hollywood movie sort of uh, Genre, machine? Yeah. And, and, and like actually would put us in a super uncomfortable position that is productive. Is that possible? Maybe it's not even possible in film. I was just going to say, could we think of examples, right? And not necessarily in the horror genre, but like um, movies that did not care about the white gaze. Yeah. But that were also popular. Yeah, maybe we could, yeah. Well, not necessarily. Not Not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's actually just a challenge in general. Yeah, maybe we should leave that question yeah. to our viewers. Yeah. To our listeners. Ooh, Crystal, look at you. Yeah. That's can we moves. can we think of any films that are not catered? To white, folks. to white folks. You know, yeah. you know what one of my favorite movies is? Is uh, that I think might be like that. Antoine Fisher. Oh. You guys know that movie? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like that movie just because it's like black people in the movie, and it's basically just about black people, yeah. and yeah, that's about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's yeah. really like sensitive to yeah. the experience of black people, and mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm sure there are a lot. I just feel like I don't know that we can like. I guess you're rejecting. Head, are you rejecting it? <laughs> no. No. I mean, no, it's no, like no, there no. are others. There are others. <laughs> All right. I'm going to call it, people. <laughs> I am unsatisfied. Antoine Fisher, go watch it. <laughs> How do I want to loop out of here? I don't know. Anything? I think we just don't loop out. We'll be... <laughs> just like the movie. I feel like the movie ending made no sense. Our Bye. Made no sense. Thank you. We will end the movie here. <laughs> Bye, y'all. And also, don't forget that we're going to be reading Dan Smith's. Uh, book of collection of poetry. Do no, not call us dead. Call us dead. Okay. <laughs> that's probably disrespectful. That's, that's, that's totally yeah, disrespectful because we I'm love Dennis Smith. Thank you. All right. See y'all. Bye. 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 Yeah. Kinda broke to see me,
I'm digging it. I might just chill, but I'm the type that likes to light another joint like Cypress Hill. I still feel these spit loogies when I puff on it. I got some books on me, but it ain't enough on it. Go get the S T I D. Nevertheless, I'm hella fresh. I'm like a cigarette. So pass it across the table like ping pong. I'm gone. Beating my chest like King Kong. And some wrap my lips around the phone. And when it comes to getting another smokey, fools all kidding. They might say no. Yeah. Unless you pull out the fat crispy Five dollar <sighs> bill on the real before it's history